We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey fam, welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I am your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 22. (laughs) I had to do it. Anyway, our guest today is Patrick Parsons, who is the owner and head trainer of Fight Fit Wellington. He single-handedly kept me in shape when I was in Wellington over circuit last winter. Patrick works with a ton of equestrian athletes and has really been able to pinpoint areas where equestrians need to get stronger in order to ride more effectively. So if this sounds like something you could use for your riding, listen in. I am so excited because in my intro, I talked about how I have been so lucky to train with you during Wellington Circuit last year, and it was awesome. I'm like counting down the days until I am back training with you again. But wanted to kind of go over your story and uh, how you got to where you are today. So I'll just kind of let you take the floor about just kind of like how you started uh, one with boxing and then how that transitioned to being a trainer. So, yeah, tell me. Of course. Yeah, I've you know been lucky enough to always be involved in sports in one way or another. Uh, throughout my life and throughout my childhood growing up. And I played collegiate soccer for a few years. And that's actually how I got into boxing. It's a funny story. I started using boxing as cross training for soccer. And um, when I transferred to a, a bigger university to you know, continue my education and pursue my career in the human performance realm, I have my bachelor's degree in exercise science. I actually stopped playing soccer, but I continued with the boxing at the competitive amateur level. I've always, you know, had a, a passion for sports and was lucky enough to find boxing and, and really make that one of my you know, main passions. And again, being able to compete in it and then get into training others with it has, has been uh, a, f- a fun journey. I had the opportunity to actually move here to Florida. I grew up in Illinois. Um, I went to school at Northern Illinois University and graduated there and uh, worked in the fitness industry for a few years and actually went back to school. Uh, I was looking at pursuing a physical therapy or a physician assistant program, so I kind of wanted to focus on getting back into school. But when I had an opportunity to uh, move to Florida and help open up some fitness franchises with a former colleague of mine, I jumped on that opportunity, and uh, and the rest just kind of fell into place. That's awesome. One big question I have, because I don't know if I knew that you were from Illinois, but are you a Bears fan? <laughs> well, I'm definitely not a Packers fan, so. Oh, well, you know, that sucks because we beat you last week, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not a good start to the season so far. But, yeah. well, that's just cool. I didn't know that you have not been boxing, I mean, super long. I like, guess not like you started when you were five. No, um, you know, it's, it's funny. You, you, when you think of boxing, you see, you know, people starting when they're five and they're six. Like you said, you know, protégés growing up, going to the Olympics. And that was always kind of like the streamline of how you become a professional. And that's, that's changed over the last few decades. But I, I actually started when I was 17. So I started competing in 2007. So, you know, it's been about 
10, 12 years that I've been uh, working in the sweet science is what they call boxing. But, uh, but yeah, I, I get relatively uh, later in life that I started, you know, usually people, again, like you said, start when they're younger, just like in riding, you know, to get yeah. to that top level, you, you really have to refine that skill set. And usually you see that the top level elite athletes who are, uh, you know, have been doing this since they could walk. Yeah, definitely. At what point were you, I mean, just like with riding, uh, you take lessons and you ride and maybe lease or buy a horse. At what point for you for boxing, did you transition into just going to the gym and training to wanting to compete? Well, like I said, I, I actually stumbled upon it as, as a way to cross condition for, you know, collegiate soccer, but I kind of got hooked on it right away. And, and most people who start boxing and stick with it, whether it's just for their fitness or, or decide to compete in the sport itself, they kind of tell the same story. I, I've heard it time and time again, like, wow, boxing's just so addicting. It's so fun. And you, you really get hooked into the sport. Um, yeah. And I had a, I had a coach who, who saw that, you know, I had a, a natural talent for the sport and, you know, kind of demanded that out of me and said, I, I want you to focus on this. And, and I said, okay. <laughs> and, and I did, I, I put everything into it. I put all my time that I could outside of, of course, going to school and, and focus on, uh, on education first, but it just, it just was something that worked for me and people who are athletes and have that intrinsic motivation and that mindset and that will to, to want to do better just because that's who they are. Those are the ones who really do good in sports. And I've seen that with all the equestrian athletes I've worked with as well. You know, it's, it's not just about money and fame. You, you really have to have a love for it and a passion to get to that, that next level. Even though I only stayed as an amateur, I got to work with a lot of other amateur and professional boxers and mixed martial artists. And that, you know, turned into a coaching career. I became a licensed cornerman and I got to, uh, you know, work with other competitive combat athletes and go to Puerto Rico with them as a cornerman and, and get all this experience. And, cool. um, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's something that you just, you just feel it when you, when you know, it's something that you want to continue to do and it makes you feel good. You, it's, it's a lot easier to continue doing that. So and I'm sure you can relate to that with riding yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how long have you been a trainer now? Well, I, I started working in the sports performance realm when I was going to college and competing again in boxing. Cool. I also got into Muay Thai, which is a style of kickboxing with, I was in knees and I got to compete at uh, the amateur level internationally in that sport. And it was just kind of an easy, easy transition because I was already playing soccer. I had already, you know, been boxing for a few years. I'm like, oh, cool. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I was working while I was in school uh, to pay for rent, you know, got to be able to uh, be close to campus. So I had to work. Um, mm -hmm. So I was lucky enough to, you know, already be in a program that was focused on exercise science um, and, you know, had a lot of opportunities to find other people in that realm and that was able to work at a, a sports performance training facility during that time. I had a mentor who let me do some training with him also earlier when I was about 17, 18, he used to be, uh, actually on the Chicago bears. <laughs> he was an NFL player and he did speed and uh, agility training camps. And I got to work with him. That was kind of my intro into fitness training, sports performance. Okay. And I kind of sticked in that realm, uh, you know, throughout school. And then obviously when I decided to continue to pursue fitness as a career and, and make the move to Florida. So, uh, I got, had to work with a lot of different athletes in a lot of different sports, and I still get to see that. Um, I work with the equestrian athletes here in, in Wellington, but a, a lot of them also are athletes of other sports. We've got some volleyball players. We have still some MMA uh, 
athletes who come in and do some strength and conditioning at uh, athletic enhancement group or, uh, you know, the facility here in Wellington that I'm partnered with. And um, then we see some just people who want to just get stronger or just general fitness populations. So it's great to be able to work with all types of people for whatever their specific reason is. And that's why I like to cater more towards one-on-one private training to really focus on the individual. Yeah, definitely. I noticed a difference when I would bring the girls with me for sessions with you versus like if you and I were just working one-on-one. I mean, even with a, in a small group, it's so cool because you can like really pinpoint the things that each person needs to work on and kind of build off of that. So I know I liked the one-on-one as well. So were you just training in Wellington and then you started randomly noticing that your clients were equestrians or how did that happen that you're like, oh yeah, there's like, there's a lot of equestrians out here that need some training or need, or could, you know, benefit from your services? Yeah, it's just kind of all fell into place. Uh, I was, I originally moved to Florida and was living a little farther up north in Palm Beach Gardens, uh, again, working with the fitness franchise and we expanded uh, and moved to the Wellington area. So I was working in the area because of that. And I decided to go off on my own and pursue my, my own uh, business and, you know, start Fight Fit Wellington. And I was lucky enough to run into boxing coach Steve Schwade, who had already been in the area working with, you know, equestrian affiliated professionals. And um, that's, that's kind of how I got started doing the private training here in the, in the Wellington area. And just, just out of, you know, word of mouth and, and working hard and, you know, trying to network, I was able to start getting some people who came in who really benefited from the training, saw the results, kind of like you were saying, mostly in the, the private setting. But I did have some people who came in with their friends who would tell their friends and yeah. it just kind of all blossomed from there. And, and that's the beauty of it. You know, most of it's on word of mouth referrals people coming in wanting to try something new, not really sure what they're getting themselves into with private training, because a lot of people, you know, they just want to work out to get a good sweat in and they're, they're not really sure where they want to go or take their goals. Uh, and if they do, sometimes they might plateau or not know how to advance it a little farther. That's where someone like myself comes in. And, you know, I, I really like to focus on what that individual strengths as well as their weaknesses are so that we can build up, you know, a customized program based around their wants and needs. But hopefully, uh, see a lot of results because definitely about, uh, you know, being results driven, not only with the, with the skill set from the boxing and the kickboxing, but mobility, you know, the, the strength training portion of uh, my programming and injury prevention, especially is a big thing. And uh, I, I try to make it a, a holistic approach. Um, I don't want to just be focusing only on boxing because, you know, equestrians aren't training to be boxers. They're training to be, you know, better equestrian athletes. But that can definitely help increase a lot of different aspects of their specific training, really outside of just, you know, the physical attributes, things like reaction, timing, coordination, even like visualization, all those things come into play. And that's what I've heard, you know, a lot of feedback from most of the riders that I've worked with is they see those things. Not only are they getting stronger and feel like they have more body control, core stability, you know, while they're in the saddle, but that at the time and getting their distance better, working on their hand-eye coordination, all those things that most people don't think about when they think about, you know, getting into a fitness training regimen. But all those things usually uh, improve when you're consistent and progressive with your training. Yeah, definitely. I know you were saying that 
there are specifics that you work on. You really just try to cater to each uh, one of your clients. But do you see a a specific, or I guess like a trend with your equestrian clients that you're like, oh yeah, okay, so here are the here are the few things that we need to work that you know they need to work on, or different muscle groups you target with equestrians. Definitely. And it's more than just muscle groups too. It's even joint specific issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I think equestrian specific, I think of the ankle, (laughs) you know, you're trained to, you know, be in that set heel down ankle position every second that you're in the saddle. And it's almost the the exact opposite, for instance, with like a baseball player, a -hmm. pitcher, for example, they, they almost become hypermobile at a joint, like Mm -hmm. their shoulder. You know, there's a lot of training to make that shoulder more stable because it's our most mobile joint in the body. But because of that continuous throwing motion, it's easy for them to, to become hypermobile or have issues with the rider and the ankle. They almost become hypomobile where they're just continuously in that set position but then i ask them to do a squat for instance and they can't perform a proper squat so Mm -hmm. we want to go through a full range of motion because the ankle is more built for mobility whereas the shoulder is built for stability so i really try to work on mobility in all of my sessions with all of my athletes and go from joint to joint so we check the ankle we check the knee hip the shoulder and just check body positioning through some movement patterns and i usually start all my programs off, just seeing how they move and then addressing those specific areas, but definitely working on the ankle postural positioning for their shoulders. I do a lot of, you know, strengthening for the back specifically the, you know, synergistic muscles of the back that that help keep the scapula or the shoulder blade in the proper position. Um, A lot of riders, you know, usually tend to have issues with that. You're always pulling on the reins and that's either going to get you into a good position or cause maybe a, a weakness or imbalance in some muscles. So we, uh, you know, have a huge focus on mobility and which leads into then strength too. So I like to, uh, again, kind of have that holistic approach with all my athletes, specifically the riders for those, those areas of concern. Yeah. And what does a normal session look like with you? Because I know being in it personally, we're not just in the boxing ring, you know, for an hour or whatever. What, what kind of stuff do you put your athletes through? Again, we usually start with mobility drilling and some activation drills, which usually focus around the midsection, the core, uh, the muscles that help support being in that nice, stable position for the trunk. And when I say core, you know, we're not talking about crunches and bunches and doing, you know, a bunch of sit-ups on the floor. Yeah. I usually have most of my athletes do standing core variations where they're actually trying to keep their trunk as stable as possible while they move maybe their arms or, or working on, you know, in a single leg position. It's really actually try to do what's called anti rotation or anti-extension to really kind of focus on having that set position. And as a rider, whether you're in dressage or whether you're, you know, show jumping or hunter, you want to make sure that you're, you're in control. And that's kind of that middle of the fence. You know, if you're, if you have a weak link there that can transition into improper posture, whether you know it or not, you know, and then, then the the body is a beautiful compensator. (laughs) It's great at making sure you can do things to the best of your ability, whether it's in the right position or not. So Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we're training to be in that super, super good position so that you can, you know, translate that into the saddle. So when we're doing our warmups, we focus on mobility drills, core activation. Usually then I'll do the boxing or kickboxing, dependent on the individual, if that's what they want in their program. I have a few clients who don't do any of the ring work and the mitt work. Uh, they want to focus just on strength, stability, and, uh, and core. 
But for those who do, usually I want to do technical stuff on their least fatigue. So we're working on that anaerobic training, the skill set training in the ring, that mental training too, because you know, you've been in the ring where, yeah. uh, you know, I'm pushing you kind of hard and you're like, okay, I, uh, I want to, I want to stop or slow down. I'm like, no, no, you're not able to stop when, you know, when the bell rings, you got to go until it rings again. So, yeah. um, I, I like to add that into all that training, uh, again, blending in a new skill, which is practical. Um, but also refining that individual, really molding them and helping them realize that they can become more confident and build competence in this new skill, which hopefully translates again into their other sports, no matter what it is, whether it's show jumping or whether it's, you know, being the captain of the volleyball team. I want to see that in all the athletes. I want to see them continue to fight for it. And that's what fight fit Wellington really is. It's about fighting for your goals, Mm -hmm. whatever they may be and helping you realize that you can dig deeper than you probably thought you could through fitness training and see that translate into other aspects of your life. Because my mission statement, which you'll see on my website, is to empower the individual to fight for their goals in life through fitness with strength and conditioning programs that efficiently and effectively build both the body and the mind. And um, I'm really serious about trying to, you know, hit both of those sides of the equation because, you know, the sky's the limit as far as you want to take it. And sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone. You know, you got to be uncomfortable to see how far you can push yourself. And when you find that and you realize that you have that and that confidence grows, you know, it transfers over into the show ring. So I really love to see when my athletes uh, compete and at that high level. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I see that, uh, you know, they've made those gains and that's what makes me happy. As long as I can help someone else reach their goals and uh, see that they're having fun at the same time, then uh, I feel like my goal is accomplished. Awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Something you were saying about being like uh, doing something that is new and uncomfortable. I know for me, I, uh, out of, you know, all the stuff that you had me do, the ring work is, I mean, it's like, if you've never done it before, it's hard. And I'm like, you know, you have to be really coordinated and really listen (laughs) to directions and have fast reaction time. And at first I like, it's definitely my hardest thing that like you have me do, but it was, it's like the best part of my workout with you because I think that it has helped so much with my reaction time. And it, I, I think that it's, there's some things that you have us do. That's just extremely beneficial to riding that I know some people that I've talked to who didn't understand the connection between boxing and equestrian sport, but there is, there's such a good um, connection. And I know so many top equestrians that incorporate boxing into their cross training for, for riding. And so I'm so happy that I found you and have you at least in the winter. I need you to come up to Jacksonville <laughs> during the summer, but <laughs> hey, we'll make we'll it happen. We'll, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're, that's that's in the works. We talked about it, but, uh, yes. but you no, know, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and by the way, you're a killer in the ring. Uh, so you I know, feel like people, I'm in like molasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and that's that's the whole the whole point is having that ability to cross train you know, it gets you out of your, your comfort zone. Not only that, but also makes you kind of have to rewire the way that you process things because it, it is new cueing. It's new wording. It's, it's like information overload. And, you know, you have to create this new neuromuscular efficiency. You have to have that coordination and the timing, learning a new skill, which is difficult, but 
hopefully that again transfers over into your mental processes doing what you're naturally used to because you've been doing it so long like you don't have to think twice about doing a lead change or coming up to a jump or going over it but when you come in the ring and you know i i make you do a offense counter drill you have to start slow start from the beginning and and then build into it but uh you know as that speed progresses you have to think that much faster and that's how it is in the ring whether it be the boxing ring or or whether it be in the show ring and and uh, again, it, it does translate. I've seen, I've had a lot of other athletes from different sports say the same thing. And the fact that it's full body in nature, you have to focus on having that coordination, but also core stability to transfer your weight from side to side to have power and create force without falling off balance for your mm-hmm. punch combinations, especially when you're not just hitting a back, when you're working with someone else who's moving and making you react as you have to do in the ring when you're doing you know, private training. You really have to step up to that next level. And, and it's a focused workout, but it's fun. You don't even realize you've been doing it for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, or, or even an hour. But you're also challenging yourself every single time you come in. So, And the sky's the limit. Even the best athletes in the world, I don't care what sport, they're in can always refine uh, their skill set and get better. And you mm-hmm. see that as, especially in like boxing, you know, you see a guy like Floyd Mayweather or any other top elite athlete who's, you know, been in the Olympics and has been doing it for 20, 30 years. You see their training camp getting ready for, you know, for competition and they're doing the basic stuff, but they're doing it to perfection and over and over and over again. You know, they say it takes 10,000 hours to perfect something. And, how many things do you have to perfect in both of these sports? And not only, you know, being an equestrian athlete, but also working, you know, uh, as, you know, a, a boxer or kickboxer. There's just an endless amount of skills that you can do. So there's an endless amount of opportunities to grow and get better. So uh, that's what really what is fascinating about both sports. Um, and again, the individuals who are at the top level are motivated enough to do that. And that's motivating to be able to work with someone at that level who wants to do better and wants more and uh, asks for more. Just like mm-hmm. you want to see your horse ask for more, you know, it's it's something that excites you and it it really makes you want to do even better. And I feel the same way with all my athletes. So it's really fun to see the progression too of someone who's never done anything like this to get to the point where you are sticking and moving and doing defense and sliding and counter punching and and smiling the whole time. So you know that. That's uh, that really lights me up when I get to see people gain something new and, and gain confidence and get better and, and have fun while they do it all, too. That's awesome. And something I appreciate about you is that you actually do understand equestrian sport and like you have some of the terminology down. You know, what you're talking about you and you have started riding yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I started riding just a little bit and I've been able to you know, be on a dressage horse, be on a hunter of taken a few lessons with polo ponies and almost fallen off and <laughs> <laughs> so that was scary slash fun yeah. um, but you know I like that stuff and it's I, I want to learn to get better too and then I get to see it from a beginner stance too and it just it reinvigorates me and helps me realize the way that your body's supposed to work in all those different variations of riding and yeah you're on a horse with all of the sports but they all have their own little you know, specific ways that you're supposed to set the core or, you know, get ready to turn faster, slower, more control and to, to feel the muscles after that, the way that they, that they work and the way mine aren't used to working. I'm like, oh man, okay, this is only going to make my programming better for my athletes. So that was really the the premise of getting onto all these different types of, um, 
all these different types of horses. And I'm lucky enough to have met a lot of cool people who, who allowed me to do that and who took me on and were, were training me. So it's been an awesome experience and I, I'm only looking to, you know, continue to, to grow as a rider, but also as a coach here in, in the equestrian community. Yeah. Well, you're in the perfect place for that, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I know that, I know that, you know, you're no slouch when it comes to your strength training too. So, you know, you came in there and I was, you know, you, you did awesome when we Yay. worked on the strength components of it <laughs> and we've already <laughs> talked about building your program and, you know, getting your chin up reps up and, uh, and yep. so what would you say, what do you feel has been, you know, the, the most impactful for you for that strength side? I'm going to flip the script on you and ask you a question. Okay. Really quick. <laughs> okay. Whose podcast is this? Hey, hey, we're just having a conversation here. <laughs> um, I would say, I mean, for me, I, I totally, I came into it like, oh yeah, this is going to be pretty easy. Like I work out five, six days a week. I lift weights, all this stuff. And then within the first session with you, I was like, oh my gosh, I have no upper body strength whatsoever. Like, what have I been doing that I, (laughs) that I can literally not do anything with my upper body? So I feel like for me, and especially uh, because I'm only in Wellington for half the year, it helped me to really take homework from what you taught me to really work on, uh, during the summer so that I can, I can, I think I'm up to like five or six chin ups. So I yes. have been, and you've been in the back of my mind, like, okay, I got to show Patrick that I can do <laughs> these chin ups now. But yeah, I think my upper body strength is something that you've really taught me to focus on and, uh, something that I definitely didn't have. I also, I mean, you kind of pointed out, I I have kind of like messed up shoulders and hips. So, um, trying to do different, uh, stretches and different isolation exercises that help kind of get everything balanced again was really informative and and helpful. So yeah, a, a whole bunch of stuff. I'm obviously excited to get back into the ring again, because that is like, it was like the best workout and so fun. And exactly like you were saying, not like I was ever in there for very long because I'm a newbie, but it never felt like it was that long. Um, but you, I'd be drenched in sweat regardless. So, um, I loved it. Hey guys, interrupting you really quick to remind you, my favorite time of the year, Black Friday is fast approaching. Each year I come out with a free online holiday lookbook that goes over all of the big deals in the equestrian industry, as well as staying up to date on the fashion trends. So head over to myequestrianstyle.com slash lookbook to sign up for early access so that as soon as the lookbook comes out, you'll be the first to know. All right, that wasn't so bad, was it? (laughs) Let's get back to the episode. So tell me some of the equestrian athletes that you are working with or um, just some cool people that you've been working with uh, during your training. Well, I've been uh, lucky enough to work with a ton of different athletes in multiple different disciplines in the equestrian realm. You know, I've been in the Wellington region now for about two and a half years. So it's been two seasons where I've got to work with dressage riders, uh, hunters, show jumpers, um, even a couple, you know, polo players. So the one I've had the longest is actually, is, is she's a local uh, here in Wellington now. Her name's Caitlin Hess. She runs Hess Equine here in Wellington. Um, and, you know, she's been with me for the, the whole time, two and a half years. I actually met her at, uh, you know, my previous, um, you know, fitness uh, job that I had in Palm Beach Gardens. 
and she obviously is in Wellington and continued to you know work with me over those years. Um, I got to work with Annie Peavy as well, who is a paradressage rider. She competed in the 2016 Rio Paralympics, uh, and then got to work with her a little bit before she went uh, to try on for the World Equestrian Games. Wow. Um, and last season was when I met the most people. And it was, it's crazy because a lot of them I just, I met by chance. Uh, for instance, I was just at the gas station one day and um, I met Mitchell Robinson. Nice. A, a hunter trainer, you know, really nice guy, great guy. And, and it was funny. I, you know, was chatting to him for a minute and told him what I, what I did. He said, well, that's crazy. I was actually, you know, looking for someone to start working with this season. So it just kind of fell into, into place there. Um, and that happened with a few other people as well. Like I met Heather Hayes out and about somewhere and Heather, you know, brought in a couple of her friends. First person she brought in was Georgina Bloomberg. So I worked with Georgina, AKA Sparkles, this whole, uh, this whole season. And then, you know, George brought in her friend, Lucy Davis, who obviously, uh, we all know uh, silver medalist Olympian in yep. show jumping, and you actually you have a podcast with her, which I listened to, which was really great. Totally, I like yeah, I liked awesome. her podcast. Um, and you know, Lucy's got the awesome uh, you know um, equine app, the Pony app, yeah, which is great. So shout out to Lucy and her team over at the Pony app. Um, you know, and it's just, it's crazy how, how it just kind of blossomed from there. Erica Quinn, uh, uh, I worked with. Aless Jordan and her at the time fiance Henrik Gunderson and they would come in and do couples training uh and uh now they're married and and they just had uh, a little baby boy so congrats to them uh Henrik's got the horse gym USA so shout out to him uh you know a very very well-known um equine um rehab and uh work for for horses to get on the treadmill yeah. um S- uh, Stephanie Riggio Bulger um, who I got to know really well and her husband, Mike came in, um, and she already had a little boxing background. Oh, cool. And, um, so, you know, she just, she loved it. We just got right into it and, um, they're great people. Stephanie actually just opened up a non-for-profit environmental project called green is the new blue. So I highly suggest you look that up. Mm-hmm. Green is the new blue is all about, um, you know, trying to help out at, and every way we can and and recycling and lowering the environmental impact that we have. And especially for riders, just kind of bringing awareness to shows and what you can do even at your own farms and barns to help, you know, lessen that impact. Um, another one who had a little background, Kathleen Gannon, who, uh, you know, they just opened up Ford's garage in Wellington. So when you come back here, you're going to have to you know, come to Ford's garage with me. You got great burgers. It's awesome. Oh, nice. Um, and it's, it's cool. You just meet all these people and, and some who, who are just here for season, others who are, are, here year round and um and then how you know you just get to know them and and here i am talking about you know them and the things that they do obviously georgina we could sit for 30 minutes who knows even longer talking about all the different things that she works with as far as humanitarian and you know helping out with the humane society and and all the other um great things that she does in the communities to help with animals as well as people i've also worked with a couple other individuals who own some local businesses hw interiors with lisa and heather awesome ladies they come over and work really hard they're coming here in the summer as well as lord s morrissey uh, michael morrissey's wife and her son too so they came in i I had a lot of youth athletes over the summer which is great summers obviously in wellington tend to be pretty slow there's a lot of transit people so a lot of people 
are leaving to compete around the world. But uh, I had a and lot it's of like a million here. degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I call it the hot box. Yeah, we don't run the AC in there, so you guarantee you're going to sweat if you're training oh with me in, in the summertime uh, or any time of year. But even more so in the summertime, um, and you never know who you're going to see. I mean, uh, the boxing coach Steve Schwade and then the performance coach Jeremy Fedoric with AEG uh, had a ton of people in over the last two seasons that I've been able to work with them. You know, Sean Wardley was in the house, Shane Sweetnam, Lacey Gilbertson. Um, I know Jeremy works with a lot of the polo players, so you know, Nick Rodon will be in there um, with a bunch of his guys. And we even have UFC fighters come in and pro mixed martial arts athletes that um, Jeremy works with. Um, I have my friend, his name's Donald Russell. He played in the NFL as a running back for the Atlanta Falcons cool. and then toured up in the German football league for the Monarchs for, for two years. And now he actually works in the sports performance realm as well, but he uses boxing, uh, as a cross conditioning, you know, for even his training. So, um, again, you, you just never know. And it's great to see people from all these different disciplines and even different sports coming in and utilizing the training that we offer um, and seeing results from it. Nice. So you never know who you're going to see on any given day. Yeah. Uh, and the beauty of it, though, it's all private training. It's all appointment-based. Um, you might see some small semi-private uh, sessions and groups. And that's another thing I'm really excited about doing, Bethany, is um, you know, I like to work with people one-on-one -on -one because, again, mm -hmm. we can focus solely on them. Um, you mentioned coming in and working in a semi-private setting where we can still, you know, assess those things to the individuals even in a totally. group setting with friends mm -hmm. you might not be doing the same exact you know training move in in that given session but you're still there and working off each other um it's, it's again it's not a workout i like to call it training because it really is we're focusing on you regardless of whether you're doing an hour one-on-one -on -one or you're coming in for 30 minutes you know with a friend uh, mm -hmm. and i'm going to be expanding that into um, some group programs uh, with not only just the technical boxing programs, but also strength and mobility clinics. I'm going to be opening up this coming season cool. that, um, that I'm really excited about. Uh, and I'm also going to be expanding into online training a little bit more. Like you said, you're only here five, six months out of the year. And right. the rest of the time, you're either doing the things that we worked on or you might lose track of that or, or you know, the progression might slow down a little bit. So for, for people like yourself, I want to be able to continue to help. So I'm going to be uh, incorporating online training for both before season to uh, nice. you know, ramp people back up to build their fitness base uh, as well as after you know, postseason after doing all the training in person to make sure that they continue on with it because fitness is, uh, you know, an everlasting journey. We're, we're all trying to always become stronger, more healthy and, and follow, you know, that fitness goal that we have, make it a habit and turn it into a lifestyle. And sometimes people need that not only motivation, but accountability. So uh, I'm excited to expand into the online training realm a little bit more than just the, the in-person Wow. Yeah, that's so exciting. Um, and, and I feel like with your unique situation, it would be extremely beneficial for people who don't sometimes see you year round to continue with your training. So that's, that's very, very cool. Where can people find you on, um, for your website and your social media? It's, it's pretty easy. I've got a uh, fightfitwellington.com. And if you're interested in any information, there's a contact us section. Uh, there's a little bit of information on the webpage. But uh, definitely, you know, fill out the contact us info and, you know, talk about what you're interested in doing. If there's an uh, area where you can put some more specific notes and I'll definitely get back to anyone who, who checks out the website. Fight Fit Wellington on both Instagram and Facebook for social media. Um, feel free to follow, send any messages, inquiries or questions to me directly. Uh, and I'm always posting stuff. 
um, always trying to, you know, show people what, what I do, you know, and, and really highlight my athletes because it's not about me, you know, it's really about the people that I'm training and, you know, again, their quest and the, the goals that they're trying to achieve. So, um, I tr really try to highlight all my athletes and show that we have, you know, the mix of the strength and conditioning, um, you know, the fun ring work and, you know, highlight their skills because it really is a skill that you're learning. And I, I like to show that off with all of my, uh, all of my athletes who come in, um, cause it, you know, th they work hard. They put a lot of effort into their training and, um, you know, that's for a specific reason. So I, you know, I like to show that off when I can. <laughs> and if they allow me to, of course, some people say, you know, no, I don't want to post anything. And <laughs> that's, perfectly, <laughs> that's perfectly fine too. Um, oh yeah, fightfitwellington.com. Um, you can send me emails at train at fightfitwellington.com and I can answer any questions. Um, and again, just fightfitwellington.com on social media. Uh, I want really quick, can I hit back on one thing that you were talking about earlier? Yeah, of course. All right, cool. The, the strength training. I know we talked about, you know, sometimes isolating muscles is a good idea, but we want to think of the body as a whole and really working it as a unit. There are times when we have maybe a weakness or an imbalance or a, a strength deficit that we want to, you know, make sure that that muscle is working working properly, especially these smaller muscles that we have to work with the synergistic muscles of the back and of the hips, like you talked about for yourself specifically. Um, and then I really like to challenge people by switching up, um, the routine with, with their strength, working on, you know, bilateral and unilateral lower body training, which are just fancy words for doing things like squats with both legs and then single leg squat variations and lunges, which really translates into not only better strength, but, uh, you know, better uh, body awareness, um, better control on each side individually. Um, I like to do a lot of body weight stuff as well as dumbbell work because then each side is working independently. Even if we're maybe doing a press at the same time, mm -hmm. each side has to work itself independently. Um, we're really trying to focus on joint stabilization and that's a huge part for a rider too um, i'm sure you've had a time where you're like oh my, my left side's either stronger or weaker than my right side and we're like why am i turning my body this way yeah i, I need to fix that so yeah we want to you know fix the issue the underlying issue at the you know at the the base layer and then attack the body as a unit um you're not only going to get stronger um you're going to be, become more efficient again at controlling your body controlling your core and being aware of maybe where you're strong or, or weak that you might not have, uh, you know, been aware about before. Also a big thing for injury prevention. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to start implementing this a little bit more with my equestrians this year, but a lot, you know, neck strength training into my programming. Um, you know, the last thing we want to do is have, you know, uh, an injury where we end up off the horse. Uh, you know, we've all seen some, some scary, uh, situations before and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's there for us to do, to work on, uh, and to benefit from hopefully by doing this again, holistic approach, getting stronger, isn't about getting bigger necessarily. It's about having more control, having, you know, you know, again, more ability to control our joints, control our force and our placement too. I like to, uh, you know, I can do a lot of single leg work. I think we're doing a lot of that when you were here yeah. to focus on building, uh, you know, both sides equally working them, one uh one one at a time excuse me but to uh to help you realize that you might be pushing harder on one side versus the other and that might translate into the saddle and we want to avoid mm -hmm. those those issues um 
So that's, uh, that's another big thing I like to work on is working in different planes of motions through a full range of motion and challenging uh, my athletes with vertical pressing, um, horizontal pressing, as well as vertical pulling, horizontal pulling motions, single leg versus double leg moves, and just you know being ready for anything. And that's, that's what we want to try to do is strengthen the body to be ready for anything, strengthen the mind to be ready for anything and take on the world. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that, that was a really good point. And I appreciate all the knowledge that you have, um, with your training and, um, how well that translates with riding. So Patrick, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And, uh, I wish you all the best and I can't wait to get there this winter. Thanks for having me. I can't wait as well. We're going to have a blast. I got some, uh, some new fun stuff that we're going to work on when you get here. So it'll be waiting for you. Amazing. All right, all right. So that was episode 22. How cool was that? If you listened to this episode and you were like, okay, I am ready to box with Patrick. I'm ready to get stronger and be a more effective rider. You are in luck because we cooked up a little gift for you. If you mention Equestrian Podcast to Patrick, you can email him at train at fightfitwellington.com. You will receive a free 30-minute session with Patrick. And if you book a private session package, you will receive 10% off your order just by letting them know that you listen to the Equestrian Podcast. You're welcome. So that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll chat with you next week.